This episode is sponsored by Interactive Brokers. I want you to listen to me because this is something important that I want to tell you. You need to know that Interactive Brokers clients earn up to 4.83% on their uninvested, instantly available cash balances. In fact, you need to ask yourself, how much is your broker able to pay you? Compare IBKR's ability to pay you interest of up to 4.83% to other brokers, and you know, you're going to find out that many of them pay you less than a half a percent. That's just one of the many reasons clients use interactive brokers to trade stocks and options, futures, currencies, bonds, funds, and more. When placing your money with a broker, listen, you need to make sure your broker is secure and can endure good and bad times. IBKR strong capital position, conservative balance sheet, and automated risk controls are designed to protect IBKR and its clients from large trading losses. Their prudent and conservative risk management uniquely positions IBKR to pay you highest interest and with demonstrated security and financial strength. Of course, rates are subject to change. I want you to go to IBKR.com slash interest rates to learn more. Interactive Brokers is a member of SIPC. Again, that's IBKR.com slash interest rates to learn more. The Disciplined Investor is all about you, your money, and the markets. Sit back and get ready for this edition of the Disciplined Investor Podcast. This episode of The Disciplined Investor is sponsored by Horowitz & Company. If you're looking for a portfolio manager, look no further. Horowitz & Company, from seed through harvest, cultivating financial success. The squirmy, squirrely market continues. China finally figured it out, and it's not pretty. Oil up, stocks down, dollar up, VIX down around, well, 13 Got to wonder about complacency. And our guest, Manuel Blay from the DowTheory.com newsletter. All this and much more on episode number 833 of the Disciplined Investor Podcast. Welcome to the rest of the year. I'm Andrew Horowitz, and I want to say how happy I am that you're here. And we got past the summer, now heading into that, that final stretch of the trading year. It's not quite here yet. School is back on for most of the places around the country. And we're starting to see that 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 turn from the just oppressive heat to maybe just incredible heat as a way of introduction. I'm Andrew Horowitz, and I am... Uh, the founder of this podcast. I'm also president and chief investment officer of Horowitz & Company. I founded that as well. And um, yeah, the, the reason I tell you this is there's a reason. There's something because I get emails all the time, quite often from people asking if we manage money for them and if we'll help them with their investments. And, you know, we're not sure, they're not sure if we do that. And I, I tell you this every once in a while to clarify, the answer is yes. We help people just like you. And if you have a portfolio and want some help, and I think Probably going into the end of this year and into next year, you're going to be looking for help because it's going to be one of those times that you may need some help. Things are changing pretty rapidly around the world. And right now, of all times, when we see that there's a change in the 
economic structure around the world and a variety of wars, eh, the weather, okay, we'll put that aside. But there are things that are happening that are, are very important to recognize and understand and the trends that are changing right now. So anyway, something to, to think about. All you have to do is reach out, start the conversation. We can't actually reach out to you, right? How do we do that? except for telling you right here, go over to disciplinedinvestor.com, thedisciplinedinvestor.com, and just click any of the Contact Us buttons. Start the conversation. We will take it for there, from there. So I want to start a conversation before we get into uh, too deep with our guest. I want to talk about what, what China did because pretty interesting maneuver on their part, starting with uh, a real blow to the to the belly, a real smack to the head, if you will. Because if you think about what they did, I, they probably finally figured it out or maybe kept this as something they didn't want to do in, until maybe they had to. Because if you think about it, they were looking to hurt the USA. Listen, there's been so many sanctions, tariffs, embargoes, uh, companies that are on the do not use list Right? All these companies and all these things that we've done to China. We built China, and now we're pissed off that they became successful. And we are upset that they took over certain areas. We're also concerned, us and other countries around the world, that we don't want to have a situation where we're reliant on one country like we were, and then all of a sudden you have this pandemic and things get crazy, and then the supply chains just go awry. Big problems, right? So... If you think about what's gone on, they said, hey, you know what? How can we really get back at all these different sanctions and all the things that are going on that are being put upon us, particularly from the USA? Well, they've thought about it, I guess. And they said, you know what? Let's hit their biggest company. All we have to do is start saying that there is no longer the availability and it is outlawed to use the Apple iPhones or Apple products as a government employee or an in-state-owned enterprises. And that's something. Because now you got to think about the people of China are going to look at that and wonder, wait a second, is this going to start flowing down even further into our lives? And if so, let's just go to the Xiaomi or the Samsung or maybe somewhere else to get a phone. And Apple stock reacted. Apple is down 5% this week on concerns that maybe this is not the last of this. And possibly there's a concern that China may actually hit back at other companies too. Take your pick, right? I, I would think it's going to be some of the bigger brands. that They're, gonna want, they're not going to look at some small little company out there and say, oh, hey, you know what? No more Pelotons. <laughs> like That's insignificant in the big picture. You know, they'll look at the bigger companies that have a lot of um, uptake in China that get a lot of their revenues from that country and say, you know what, we're going to shut this down as well. Take that, USA. You know, we are now getting closer and closer to, I think, declaring a Cold War with China if, if it's not there yet. You know, an economic hot war, but a Cold War, generally speaking, that really focuses on the economics. And I got to tell you, you know, the final straw in all this is going to be, what if, oh my, if they do in fact start really taking some action in Taiwan. That's going to be a big issue that goes on there. 
Now, I'm not sure if this economic situation with the sanctions that are going on and, and, and the diversification of our import areas and manufacturing is a good or bad thing. I, I suspect it's actually a good thing. Maybe we'll see that actually it will help. But right now it is backfiring on both countries. When we look at what's gone on around the world in, in uh, the recent reopening of China and how everybody was very excited about it, and it just didn't come to fruition that way. China tech stock baskets down like, I think around 10% this year alone. We put a lot of sanctions on them. So I don't know if, if China is looking to retaliate for that and think that they want to hit back on what we did to their tech sector, which is a big area for them, that they find that they're blaming us for some of their economic woes. Just something to think about. Something to think about. The other thing we have to think about is the Fed. September 20th is the day that the Fed decision is going to be coming. We're entering a blackout period for the Fed soon, whether we don't have all the Fed speakers and the, par the parade of Fed speakers coming. And right now, as we sit here at this moment, there's a 95% probability that there will not be a hike at the September 20th meeting. And you have to... You have to think about this. Markets are predicting this. They're they're building this into the forecast. They're it's it's priced in, as they say. But I'm starting to think and wonder if maybe there's a different meaning here, and if markets are actually starting to sniff out that the reason that the Fed is not going to increase is because we saw mortgages drop to 27, you know, more, new mortgage applications drop to 27 year lows. We're seeing that uh, the 30 year mortgage, I think, hit seven point to 5% or so last week and wonder whether or not there is a economic toll to pay, a price to pay of slowing and markets starting to think about that. Just something to, to tantalize you before we uh, get to the next thing, but we're going to do that right now and bring on our guest because I want to talk to him because he has uh, lots of information after reading his recent and most latest Newsletter for the month. Uh, I think we're going to have a good conversation. And our guest today is Manuel Blay. He's the editor of the DowTheory.com, which is a top-ranked investment newsletter that's generated a remarkable reputation for assisting investors in navigating bear markets while maximizing profits during bull markets. So you get both sides of it. Uh, he's invest his investment letters frequently quoted by Forbes and MarketWatch and Yahoo and you know, name them all. And um, basically, he's extended the application of the Dow Theory, which we're going to get into. I'm going to ask about that. Uh, beyond stocks to encompass U.S. bonds and precious metals. So, uh, Manuel, how are you, buddy? Well, I'm fine, and thanks for having me on your show. So I'm ready and ready to begin. All right, let's get going. He's got his coffee. He's ready to go. Uh, and you're you're from Spain, right? You got the great tennis player that's playing right now. He's kicking some butt. Yeah, Alcazar, Alcazar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy can get around. I mean, he knows. Listen, this guy knows which side of the, you may know which side of the markets to be on, but he knows which side of the tennis court to be on. Yeah, of course. It's more difficult to play good tennis than, than time the markets, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least it's a little bit more uh, overwhelming physically. So I want to talk to you about something, and I want to ask you, and I want to set the stage up, because the name of your your newsletter and your, your, your piece that you write on a regular basis, which I have right in front of me, by the way, the one from September 1st, um, is the Dow theory. And the Dow theory goes back many, many, many years. And could you start with 
discussing what the original, right? The 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 tried and true original Tao theory was all about. Well, it's quite easy. It's a market a market timing method. So it times the market, but unlike other market timing systems, it's really very original and effective and very effective because, well, we for the following reasons. First one, we use the principle of confirmation. So this is one of the main tenets of the Dao theory already 130 years ago. What is the principle of confirmation? So the movement of one index unconfirmed by the other is worthless. So it's, you shouldn't pay attention. As Dao wrote, is often deceptive. He wrote, the movement of one average unconfirmed by the other is often deceptive. So in other words, so for instance, let's imagine that the Dow Industrials is making a higher high mm-hmm. while the transportation does not confirm. For instance, not even making a lower low, but yes, it's not making a higher high. So the higher high by the industrials, more often than not, is suspect. This movement is suspect, so the breakup is very likely to fail. So this is one of the things that of makes the Dow theory different and more effective because we get rid of many whipsaws because of the principle of confirmation. Because you get a breakup, I say, let's load the boat now, is, is a bull market? No, what? Watch out. If you don't get confirmation, the movement, more likely than not, is going to be deceptive. So this is one, the first tenet of the Dow theory. We use the, the original Dow theory, uses the Dow industrials and the Dow transportation, and to get a signal, be a buy or sell signal, we need confirmation. So the movement of one index unconfirmed by the other is worthless. So this makes, this separates the Dow theory from other timing systems because most timing systems say, look, the S&P is going up, it's a bull market. Okay, but and furthermore, I would, I would like to say that confirmation also works when applied outside of the realm of the Dow theory. So you would say, well, no, it's not, it's not only a Dow theory special feature. No, no. If you even take a moving average or a normal breakout system or rate of change system, whatever, you name it, and you apply some kind of confirmation, for instance, you have a moving average, but you want the the second moving average to confirm, you will realize that you get more signal and less noise, less whipsaw. So it really works, not only within within the Dow theory, it works. Right, well, what what you're saying there is when you get confirmation, but you have a higher confidence level by using multiple indicators that are uh, maybe on their own reasonable to use, but when you use multiple indicators, and and, and I I would venture to say you don't have to stop at two. Exactly. And, well, (laughs) we'll come to that later because Jack Shanib improved the original Dow theory and now we use three indexes. But I think this so, will But I want to go back to Dow theory for a second because back exactly. to Charles Dow, back 130 years ago, they come up with this theory and they look at, let me let me say this slowly, uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, 30 stocks, hold yeah. that. And then the Dow Transport Index, right? Yes. Back in the day, there was a reason why it was called the Dow Jones Industrial Index, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and that basically was the industries that were making widgets and things and stuff. And it was powering the manufacturing. That was the big part of what they did, right? Chemicals and things like that. It was all the core stuff, right? And that yeah. stuff isn't just moved by 
uh, uh, transistors and um, nanoparticles or other kind of uh, a Bluetooth. It's moved by railroad cars and trucks and buses and boats. And maybe back in the day, it was even horse and carriage. Who knows, right? It was. Mm-hmm. So now you have, on one hand, the manufacturers that are creating something, industrials. Uh, and, and that's loose. This is some outliers, but generally speaking, so far, would we agree with that? Yeah, I agree. Okay, I and agree. then and then you have the transport. So now you have, okay, the confirmation is I always saw the Dow theory was, hey, you're making something, and not only are you making it, but you're shipping it and it's going somewhere. So therefore, you're making something and there's orders for it, and therefore, you get the confirmation that things are good, as opposed to you're making stuff and it's sitting in your factory, it's not being transported, and therefore. Mm-hmm. The confirmation is not good. But today, the Dow Jones Industrials should really strip out the word industrials, don't you think? Dow services or Dow cloud services. I would call it the Dow stuff 30. (laughs) You know, know, on a deeper level, it works because it is a measure of breath. You know about breath indicators. So Mm -hmm. if even if now the logistics of transports are not the same as it was 130 years ago, and the industrial sector is not the same as it was in the past. Nonetheless, it is breath. It finally boils down to breath. So if there is not enough pressure, it's like a like a, a boiler room, a boiler. If, mm-hmm. if you don't get enough pressure to move both indexes, it means that something is wrong. Even though maybe it's not as strict in the concept of moving goods from A to B and producing them, but nonetheless, something is wrong when the Dow Industrials makes a higher high and the Dow Transportation is not confirming. It means the market is weak or the opposite. We had a very recent instance a couple of months ago before the big rally we had in July when the Dow transportation make a lower low, a significant lower low, and it was unconfirmed by the Dow industrials. And then immediately thereafter, there was the huge June and July rally. So it continues working because at a deeper level, it shows breath. So something is wrong with the market when only one index goes up and the other does not confirm. So it continues working. It worked in the past. And well, and you know, you know better than I, the good thing of the Dow theory is that it has a, a proven. Well, it has, it has a long track record. Track record. Yeah. No, it's, it's not something that somebody comes up, I don't know, I made up. No, no, it's, it's been, it's really time tested. You know, it's interesting because you talk about breath and uh, my good friend, Tom McClellan, who mm-hmm. is the master of looking at breath in the McClellan oscillator. Yeah. Um, and the various McClellan um, measures that you know he and his parents have 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 um, worked on for years. Um, there really is something to be said about about you know breath on one hand. On the other hand, well, because we know also the, the fact that breath or market movement with good breath. This is obviously a an obvious statement, but move stocks, right? I mean, you know, if you have a lot of well, breath can go up or down, right? You know what the breath. Breath, by the way, I, I, can you just for the sake of it, can you can you give a definition of it? Well, on a general basis, breath it means the number. For instance, you can measure different ways. But for instance, the number of advanced, advancing stocks versus the number of declining stocks. So the the higher the number of advancing stocks, 
the high of the breath. But eventually, when you deal with an index, indirectly, you are also measuring breath. Because if the index is not going up, it means most likely, because especially in indexes like the industrial or transportation, that they are not cap weight. So there is no capital. So, so it means that indirectly, the principle of confirmation relates to breath. And of course, if few stocks are moving up, then the index is not going to move up, especially in non-cap weight indexes. But 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 on the other hand, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is dollar weighted, right? Price weighted. I should say price weighted. Um, whereas the highest priced stock holds the most, and on average, each stock in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, uh, approximately, is yes. one one dollar move in the stock is a seven dollar move for the index. Exa uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing is perfect, but um, it works. So indirectly, I, I agree with you. So this is why we one can also use oscillators, uh, advanced decline line, new highs, new lows, and well, you know, you, you know, there are many. Ways so when you to get make. a signal, though, when you get a signal, right? So this is a, just a, a question. You get a yes. signal, and it says uh, signal, and then confirmed, right? However, yes. you do that. You just, let's just say we got a confirmation today. Yes. Uh, is that an all-in move? It's an all-in move, provided you say you know what is a relevant high, because there is also lots of misunderstandings, and many people wrongly apply the Dow theory and think that whatever high is, for instance, very often you hear, ah, the, for instance, the February highs were taken out, so this is a buy signal under the Dow theory. Well, it depends. And this, this brings me to my second point. What makes the Dow theory different? So there is the second thing that makes the Dow theory different is that it's not like a typical breakout system where you, where you say, well, is that 20 days high, 40 days high, or, or the February highs or the January highs? No. Uh, the Dow theory, and this is what sets it apart from other trend following systems and makes it, makes it much more accurate, is that the relevant highs and lows to be taken out are the highs and lows of secondary reactions. So then we get into the equation, the concept of secondary reaction. And what is a secondary reaction? That's, that's my question. What's a secondary reaction? The secondary reaction is, for instance, now, now we have a bull market. Indisputably, even though some still wonder whether it's a bull market or not, it is a bull market. We don't know how long, but it is a bull market. So let's say, okay, we had the July 30 highs. I think these were the latest highs, July 30th highs, okay? And now we had a pullback. So once the pullback has a minimum time and extent, time, it means under the original Dow theory, at least three weeks. So three weeks of declining prices. And second requirement, cumulative, second requirement, and the extent under the original Dow theory, for instance, retraces one-third confirmed, once again confirmation, retraces one-third confirmed of the previous bull swing, then you have this pullback qualifies as a secondary reaction. And then what happens after the secondary reaction is important. Okay, let's imagine we have the July 30 highs, okay? the most recent highs on the stock market. Mm -hmm. We have the pullback. Mm -hmm. Let's imagine the pullback continues lower, lower, lower. 
And then we get, after the final loss of this pullback, we get a rally. Then once we get the rally, the pullback lows are the relevant low levels to be broken down for a sell signal to be given. So I repeat, it's not any low. So I don't give, I don't care about the, the, the June, February lows. No. The relevant lows are the lows of a secondary reaction. So Which is a third, a third of the pullback of the advance. Exactly. And, and time plus stand. So two things. So no, not, not any decline, not any drop is going to qualify as a secondary reaction. So the not the lows of any decline are going to qualify as relevant lows to be taken out. And this is where one what makes the Dell theory totally different from other 10 following systems and what makes it makes it much more accurate. Hmm. Because of course. And I tested it uh, on my blog and on my website. It's been tested many times over. So you, you can take a breakout system and say, well, I'm going to take the 20 days hour or whatever, 50 days to make it longer term, whatever. Even you can use confirmation and it will improve. But if you look at the chart, a 50 days high or whatever, a 20 days high, sometimes if you look at the chart, you will see that very often it's just a normal point in the chart is not is not a, a very a relevant pivot pivot sorry it's not a relevant pivot on the chart and this is what makes it all very different because you take thanks to the concept of secondary reaction which i repeat you need time and extent so not any decline qualifies you can single out relevant pivots on the chart and this is why of course then when such a relevant pivot, high low, is taken out, confirmed by the two indexes, then you get a signal. So you maybe you begin to realize that there are many requirements, and we separate the the grid from the chaff. So that the important points from the non from the non technically important points. So this is also a very important that react that, that reaction point. Is obviously, I think, I think it, I think it, what you're saying is it creates two points, right? Number one, it could be the either the continuation of the previous move or uh, a, a, a support level that you need to pay, pay respect to. And then uh, if it breaks there, it may change the whole dynamic, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But you know, there are lots of misunderstandings because, for instance, the Dow Industrials, eh, we talk of the recent, re recent price action. And I think the, the previous last recorded highs were on November 13th, as far as I remember. And then the Dow Industries went down. And until July, I think the 10th of or 11th of July, it didn't break up to newer, to higher highs. Mm -hmm. And when that occurred, many people, many Dow theorists said, oh, well, now this is a new bull market, this is a buy signal. No, wrong. The buy signal was already given long time ago, according to our interpretation of the original Dow theory. It was given, I think, was on November 8th or November 10th, something like this. So it was <laughs> given. But didn't you have a retracement? Didn't you have a, retra a reactionary retracement that was underneath yes. one third of the move? So therefore, didn't it break the bull bull market? 
we had we had everything, but many many times it it, it is it, people mistakenly take any higher highs. So oh, look, oh, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Higher highs, adultery right. by well, signal. The, the whole re, the, re, the reactionary thing too is like a cup and handle. That's the same concept, or not yeah. the same, but similar. Where you know there's like, hey, it's going well, and then there's brought then people are like, okay, flush out, get out the weak holders, and how much to, or if it doesn't go down too much, it's just a simple pullback. But I want to talk about that a little bit more, and I want to talk about also the Dow Theory. Um, dot com newsletter, which I have in my hand that has three dots with three colors, uh, excuse me, three dots with colors, and then a, and then a, and then a, um, a, a headline. But before that, I want to just talk about um, our, our fine, our very fine supporters of the show, Interactive Brokers. So let's do that. And then we'll come right back. And I want to tell you about Interactive Brokers margin loan rates. They charge from 5.83% to 6.83%, which is rated the lowest margin fees by stockbrokers.com. Their clients can also earn extra income by lending their fully paid shares of stocks. Now, I want you to, 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 to think about this. Interactive Brokers has clients from over 200 countries around the world and territories, and you too can become one very easily to invest in stocks, options, futures funds, and bonds globally. I want you to think about minimizing your costs to maximize your returns. Of course, rates are subject to change. Learn more at ibkr.com slash compare. That's ibkr.com slash compare. Okay, with that, uh, we're with our friend Manuel Blay, and we're talking about uh, Dow Theory. And I left off with the the, the comment, the 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 the, uh, the tease of this. There's these three dots on the top of the newsletter with colors in them, and then a headline. Now, I'm going to read that to you, and then you're going to explain this to me. Okay, let's okay. go. So, first says Dow Theory for the 21st century green. The second one says the Blay timing indicator green, composite indicator. Green. Now I'm I'm not I'm not that smart, but they're all green. I'll give you that, right? Uh, bull market. Yeah, bull market. So, but the the headline says this is the September first newsletter, right? The the the, it, the odds favor just a correction. Now I can read that two different ways. Uh, the odds favor that we're going to see a rollover, but it's going to be a corrective one, which I guess probably talking about not something really hairy and crazy, but you know, a normal correction uh, through that. But yet. Stay bullish because we're continuing in a bullish market. Can you now give me the insight in what I'm looking at? Yeah, well, the three stop lights, the three green lights you you mentioned, it's quite simple. How do you prefer to fly with one engine or with two engines? What do you think is safer? What do you? Yeah, well, with, I'm I'm going to go with two. two. I'm going with two right now. Yes, sir. Go with two. I yeah, think. I'm going with two. So when we do trend following, uh, could you imagine that you have two excellent engines? Or a plane, but you would rather have the two because in case something happened to one, you can fly with the other engine. So it's more or less the same. So the three stop lights mean that we have a first indicator, the Dow theory for the 21st century. This is one engine, so this is the left motor <laughs> on the left. Uh -huh. The blade timing indicator is the second engine, so it's another long-term time indicator. So the time frame is very similar to the Dow theory, but but with a different with a different makeup. So this is the second engine, and the the composite, the composite is 
the blend, the mixture of the two models. So we derive signals from the two. So the, the, the actual plane we, we fly in our real portfolio is the, the, the composite. So why? Because it's two motors, so it's two engines at the same time. So this makes the, the, the ride, the flight smooth. Because even though both time indicators, the Dow theory and the blade, the blade time indicator have great outperformance versus Ryan Hall and, and very similar drawdown reduction, both cut drawdowns by roughly 50% versus Ryan Hall, there, there is no absolute correlation. So since they are not uh, correlated to one, more or less the correlation is 0 0.8, so that as alternate following, there is some correlation. 0 0.8? Yeah, more or less. This okay. is the, the, the annual, mm -hmm. measured on an annual basis, the annual correlation between the two timing indicators. Of course, it is trend following applied on the same asset. So the correlation for trend following is going to be high. Yeah. It's high, but it's not one. And this is this is the key point. So it means that on, 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 on many occasions, you, you can have, for instance, a whipsaw, because this happens more or less. We have 70% of winning trades in both in both systems. So this is roughly our measure. But it means that there is 30% of losing trades. This is trend following. So you have to swallow losers from time to time. So what do you mean by that? Let's imagine you have a trade with a Dow theory, and it is a loser. Ouch! Ah, whipsaw. Yeah, yeah. And it tends to demoralize because you know we are humans. We are uh, at least uh, I know myself. I know my weaknesses. So you get demoralized. But on the other hand, the blade the blade timing indicator didn't experience a whipsaw. So you wrote the trend and it ended and everything was fine. So what happens when you have the two mixed? Then your whipsaw has been reduced by half. So in other words, we have much lower volatility with the, the, the composite than with, than with each of the individual parts. And this is why, while each indicator on its own is, is successful, mm -hmm. Buy and hold, cuts drone, and it works. When you combine the two into a, a unique plane, like the plane with the two motors on the left and the right, you fly much smoother. So, if, but 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 would you fly at all? Would you even do? Would you even have an investment if two of the three didn't confirm, or you'd be out? No, what would you it, do? There's a there's a there's an excellent question. I, <laughs> I pride myself in those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's a good one because I'm doing, I've done research on that. So you can take the composite two different ways. So you can research it two different ways. One is the way we do it is that we take a 50% signal. So for instance, let's imagine as well, most recent action. On November 10th, the Dow theory said buy. Every, every, everyone was bearish, me, myself, but the indicator said Buy. Mm -hmm. What did we do on in our uh, composite? We took a 50% long position because the blade time indicator was still in red, was still saying not a buy. The market is still a sell. So, okay. So one indicator said didn't flash a buy. The other one, the Dow Theory said buy. What, what do we do with the com composite? Okay, we buy 50%, 50% cash. 
at 4% at that time, something like that, and the rest, 50% invested. Then comes April 19th, and the blight-time indicator says buy, green. Okay, then we go to 100%, okay? Mm-hmm. And this, um, so it is more gradual. So and this gra- granularity um, has lower volatility and performance is not affected. This is very important. So what about if they're, what, 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 let, let's set the stage a different way. Yes. All three red. Oh, by the way, are there any other colors or just red? Yeah, there, is, there is yellow for the compos- for the composite because, for instance, if the Dow theory is green, so buy signal, and the blade time indicator is red, it means cash, then the composite is yellow because we are not 100% invested. We are only 50% invested. Mm. So gotcha. us, yeah. it is yellow. Okay. We are in yellow. Now, what happens, what happens in, 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 as they say, Trace Roja? In what? Tres Roja. What's that? Isn't that three red? What, but is what? What's Tres Roja? Uh, yeah, I didn't Is it, isn't that. that Spanish? Trace three Roja. Ah, red. Tres, 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 tres rojo, tres rojo. Ah, rojo. I'm Sorry, roja, rojo. Tres rojos, roja. Tres rojos, tres rojos. I should have said tres leche. It had been better received. Tres rojos. I'm sorry because I was. Yeah, Spanish is a little rusty, buddy. Uh, I, I was with a mindset in English, like computer software. So I was with bad accent, but I was operating mode English. So I wasn't catching the Spanish. Okay. Uh, uh, three, tres rojos, uh, three reds means cash. We are 100% cash. Not oh, short, no. not short. That's another brilliant question. Um, of course you can go short. Of course you can go short if you're brave. Yes, of course you can. Because... It's been more than documented and tested and also documented because, you know, Jack Shannon began almost 60 years ago. He's almost 90 years old now. So he's been doing all these trades real life for, for many, many years. And, um, of course, there is a further decline. So, for instance, with the Dow 30 for the 21st century, which is really very old as well, almost as old as the original Dow 30. Okay, so when we get a sell signal, uh, there is a further decline of 11%. So it's been test, not test, tested and traded. So mm-hmm. we know it. Mm-hmm. So the further decline until the final bottom, when you get a sell signal, has an average of 11%. And our re-entry, our next buy, is given on average 7% above the bottom. So if you have 11 further decline, you do the math. <laughs> 11 minus 7 is 5. So it means that on average, mm-hmm. if you short, you have the potential to make around 5%, not on all trades, because trading is not easy. It's not easy, and it will test your patience. But if you are patient, on average, you have the potential of making 5% when you are short, but only in 50% of the time, which is important because we are not short so much. So um, if you capitalize the, the, according to the time, so the analyzed return is much higher than longs because you, you can make maybe 3 4 5%, but on a, on a very short time span. So what about any fundamental analysis? I mean, we, you talked about, you know, you, you hinted that, you know, back in, in November, you were very, you, you were bearish, right? You, you, you conceptually were looking at things and you're like, wow, this is, I mean, how much, how much better can get from here? We got the Fed raising. I'm, I'm going to probably, yeah. you know, all the recession, things. Recession, recession is coming. Yeah, all, all these things that are going on. And, and the fact is that things went a little bit too crazy with all the stimulus. And that's, 
out of play and, you know, all this. And then is there any fundamentals at all that are put in here? But I, I would think not. I would think that this is going to be a, a, a technical, uh, a technical driven uh, process where you're going to utilize the signals as the play. Um, is there anything that you do inside of your theory that doesn't include that? Uh, look, 95% of the time, we honor the signals. There have been occasional, very exceptionally, there has been an override. i give you an example. 2000, I think it was October or November 2007. So on the verge of the big bear market, the financial crisis, the Great Recession. So um, we were in red, so all the indicators were in red, and then the Dow theory, our, our new brand, so the newest one, the Dow theory for the 21st century, uh, gave a buy signal. So anyway. But the transportation, the Dow transportation was seriously, and I say seriously, diverging. So it was going down. So it was really a huge gap between the price action of the Dow Industrials and the S&P and the transportation. And at that time, Jack said, I override the signal. Because this is a really big diversion, and eventually, um, this is this is almost a rule. Because well, I was an avid reader of Jack Shamp's book, and well, when when there is a serious divergence, uh, you better pass. But I mean serious, and serious may mean, for instance, 11 12 percent underperformance versus the Dow Industrials. So you have you have the Dow Industrials making a higher high, and the the S and P because we use three indexes. But the Dow transportation maybe is lagging 12, 13%, 11% behind. So in that case, we would pass until the Dow transportation firms up, until it gets a little bit stronger. So also, I'll give you another example where there has been human judgment successfully. January 2020, so this is more recent. January 2020, we had a nice bull run and... According to our indicators, well, um, the, the bull market, statistically, the bull market was a little bit old. And more importantly, sentiment, investor sentiment, was extremely bullish, but extremely bullish. It was two standard deviations above the average. Yeah, that, so was, the, said, that was the days of the of the SPACs and all the good stuff that was happening. And exactly, you invested exactly. a dollar and it turned into like, you know, $50 in, in two days. And exactly, and this is in our letter, so it's not. I am, it's, I'm not bluffing because it's it's it's, it's written, is mm -hmm. there? So, and we said, well, maybe it's the right time at least to take some chips off the table. Maybe it's the right time to to cash out. Of course, we honor so because sometimes it's a little bit difficult in the sense that we have a model portfolio, and the model portfolio strictly reflects the signals, the technical signals. But we give perspective. So the fundamental sentiment part of our letter is to give perspective to the reader. For instance, sometimes we say, look, now sentiment sentiment is too frothy, it's too, it's too standard deviation above the average. So it might be a good time to cash out, or at least partially. And we did it in our personal portfolios, but we, we, we alerted our subscribers. But with the model portfolio, which is a real one, it's a model one, but it's a real one, we have to be very careful because, of course, we built a record. And then if we start mixing sentiment, fundamentals, and technicals, then it's much difficult well, to Well, then, 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 then it takes the whole, the, the whole rationale out of what you're just 20 it's, minutes exactly. talked about. 
So, okay. Except- but, that's, but that's what you said. For example, let me just give people a little flavor for this. And by the way, maybe it's a good time. Um, is there, I never asked this for you before, so I'm just going to ask you right now. Is there like a, <laughs> a free sample or something that people could sign up for or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. There is in, uh, in our, in, on our website, um, there is a link. I, I will look at it. We'll put it on that. the show notes for this episode of the Dow Theory.com. Um, I'm sure people can find that, right? It's the Dow Theory.com and where to find sample letter, exactly. <clears throat> sample letters, yeah. So when you have the homepage, you will see about indicators, and there is one on top, block, and past letters. Mm-hmm. When you, 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 when you go there, there is, there is an, a, a foldable menu, and there is sample letter. Right. And then you can click on sample letter. Because what I was interested about was, as I read through this and as we've talked, and and I know you know what you do, and I understand about the Dow Theory itself, and it is a uh, confirmation-based uh, and, and, and high-confidence-based uh, signal system, right? A technical indicator signal that relies on certain parameters. And it starts out your letter with, hey, an overview. Of the, listen, the correction, I'm just reading from your letter uh, from September 1st. The correction I anticipated on our August 1st letters arrived, all that. And then it says our timing indicators remain in bullish mode, which we just talked about the three greens or trace verde. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that one was good. Was that better? Um, sorry, they got that. No good. Trace verde was no good either? Uh, no, no, no good either. I think, yes. That was three greens. Trace verde. Yeah, it was, no, no, no. Because a correction, a correction does not change the green. No, no, I get that. I get that. What I, forget it. I was talking about the three. I was using Spanish again just to throw you off. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm now, I'm not really, really, since it's not my native language, I'm totally focused. So my mindset is English. Now. I know. I can see that. We're not going to do that again. Don't worry. Uh, the bull, You said the bull market that started off in, two, uh, in October 12, 2022 is still young, according to definition, because usually yeah. about 33.1 uh, months, which I find fascinating, by the way, just from the very nature of what's going on out there in terms of um, what caused some of the bull market. Um, but again, I'm not going to argue the point, right? I'm just going to tell you that it, it, it's, and I think that's why you probably mentioned this, that you need to put it in perspective that, you know, we are in a bull signal, all these things that are going on. However, you know, you talk about August and September, I call them uh, um, squirrely, you said, are historically bad months for the stock market, yeah. even in pre-election years. So seasonality factors, and you talk about the VIX, you talk about all these things is my point. But yet, mm-hmm. all that, it doesn't matter. You could talk about, you know, all. You could talk about recipes in here. It doesn't matter. The fact is that the signal is a signal, right? A signal, signal. But maybe, for instance, I was that sure that that correction was coming. So sometimes, in I know of subscribers that, for instance, they they light up positions. So so it's a little bit a difficult. Mine is a difficult position. I have a model portfolio with real money, and I have to honor the signals. Yeah, but. I have even personally, I have more money than the model portfolio. So yeah. sometimes I myself can say, look, I was going to buy this, but I will not buy because I think I can wait a little bit. So, and I know of subscribers, many, that they use these indications, this fundamental sentiment. I pay, I pay lots, of, lots of attention to sentiment. Sentiment is very important. And of course, it's, it's up to you. So. In other words, if you fly alone with our time indicators and you ignore fundamental sentiment, you name it, you will do well. This because it's been more than tested <laughs> in real life. Mm-hmm. But of course, there is always the possibility of doing even better. 
or not. Who knows? Right, because right, right. And listen, I, I listen. Let's also myself. let's also state for the record, there are mm-hmm. drawdowns. This isn't just a one-way street. No, of course not. You know, no. um, but but do you? How often do these signals change generally? I have signals more or less. Each indicator has roughly a signal per year, so annually, roughly. So sometimes when you get a whipsaw, then maybe in one year you get two signals. But when you are not whipsaw, it, well, it can take two years. And this is why the average is one year. So a successful trade can last in, uh, in the adultery around 16 months, more, more than one year. Wow. You know, wow. It's, it's really long-term trend following. And this is why we write corrections, because we are not swing traders. So on, on, on July 30. I was really convinced that a, 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 a correction was coming because everything, the Citigroup uh, surprise index was stopping. So there were many things. So I said, okay, personally, I can do something with my own trading with all this information. And some subscribers do. But the issue is that we are long-term trend followers. And long-term, really long-term, our trades last an average of one year. Also with a blight time indicator, the same thing. So it's really, so we catch the trends, but the good thing is that we cut drawdowns by half. So don't think that we're slow because here we come to a very important thing. And this is really important. <laughs> Listeners, listen. Many people say, well, look, in order to avoid lots of signals, we will use weekly bars or monthly bars. And of course, if you use weekly or monthly bars, you reduce the number of trades, but then you lose accuracy. A picture yourself in October it, in 87, when the October crash, or even- Oh, I remember where I was. 2020, 2020, no, no. Go, oh, back then, that was, that was, that was March, wild March time. 2020, more recent. If you use, not even monthly, if you use weekly bars to trigger signals, you are doomed, you are toast. So- the, well, weekly so bar, All weekly bars do is keep you in. Exactly. <laughs> there's, there's, but, it, 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 monthly bars definitely keep you in. Exactly. The, the only thing, let me just say something. The only thing I've, I've looked at in the past, if you get a, now, this, this doesn't happen very often, but if you get a monthly bar, if you get a 10-month average on a monthly bar, so if you run a 10-month, uh, just a 10-month moving average, um, you will find that uh, if you couple below that 10-month moving average, that's, that's a problem. But that's it's also, a a, you know, it's a year's, that's a year's worth of data. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when do you go back in? That's another question. If you're using monthly, you got to stay on monthly, right? If that's the theory. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, but you know, because for instance, if you use a moving average breakout system, any other most and following systems, they have a problem that if you use daily bars, you get many signals. And then you say, okay, I have an idea. I will have a 500 days moving average. Nonetheless, you will get many signals and then you lose accuracy if it's too long. And this is why, once again, we go back to the Dow theory. Classical, the original, or, or ours is the same. By using secondary reactions as the relevant pivot points, we, we can get every day a signal while not over trading. So, because I, I go to March 2020, of course, you needed to act quickly and you, you cannot wait until the end of the week or, or, or the end of the month because the storm passed. And don't forget, when you are a trend follower, you make money by getting out when there is a drawdown, when there is a decline, a big drop. 
This is our only source of outperformance. If uh, if buy and hold, well, of course, because otherwise you just talk, right, right, this is the only way. Right. So or, get, or getting back in at the right time. That's all. Exactly, important. exactly. Back in quick. So what we achieved by using the concept of secondary reaction, what we Raya already in the thirties did. So the concept of secondary reaction has two advantages. It singles out the relevant pivot points, but at the same time, we do it with daily bars. It means that if a relevant pivot gets broken out, we get, we can get a signal every every single day. So in, in March, for instance, I think our Dow 30 cell signal was given on 25th February, 2020. So well before the, 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 the huge, the, well, the, 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 the Armageddon, the, the huge drawdown. But why? Because we had a relevant pivot point. So not any, a relevant one, the lows of the previous, of the last completed second direction. So there was, there was a relevant pivot. So again, That's back, back to, the, was it, was it back to the third, the low of the, th- of the drawdown that was more than a third of the rise? Is that the point? Uh, well, it was the authority for the 21st century, which is more reactive. So, because uh, Jack Shannon, in our flavor, in our, our authority flavor, did away with the one third requirement, but he requires a minimum ext- a minimum extent of three percent. So this is where we so a three percent drawdown from the previous high. And, you get the drawdown at least three percent confirmed yeah, yeah. drawdown right. from the previous high. Yeah, a confirmed bounce of three percent above such levels, and once after the drawdown, you get the three percent confirmed bounce. Then you get the setup for a sell signal, set up for a potential sell signals because you're gonna. And then you it. have to break below that three percent. Ah, that's yeah. it. That's it. And the breakdown below. This is the set. And this is what we've right because got. because that basically is that see now what's happening here is it's behavioral finance that's what's happening what's happening is it's it's people saying oh my gosh you know what it's really not real I'm getting back in then washing out and then waiting to make sure that everybody's not washing out versus just some people exactly yes yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff interesting stuff Mr Blay mm-hmm. um, well I thank you for for joining us I mean you got a long track record at least. When it comes to, well, long track record, of, of course, with about, a very long track record with this here. And a very nicely written letter, I must say that, with a lot of nice charts and things and, you know, a lot of uh, consistency of, of of looking at, for example, on page eight, I'm looking at the Dow Jones versus the Qs and outperformance versus one versus the other. And that was probably a big issue that you were contending with mid-year was the whole lack of breath in this rally. I'm sure that it was racking your brain a little bit. Well, this was also in our June first letter. We we call we call the start of breath because you remember breath was horrible until horrible. May thirty, and this is the the date until the end of May. Breath was horrible. The the Dow Industrials was roughly at the same level of November, so it had done nothing. Mm-hmm. And then we gave a couple of reasons in our it was in our June first letter why breath should be taken off, and it took off. Crazy. <laughs> so, Good stuff. Good stuff. And this is why we give perspective. So you can say, but you don't need that. Our letter could be written in one page. Right. Because if we focus. Yeah, on yeah. The- you just need the three colors. It could be all three colors. That's you it. Just need- three giant colors on a stop. That's it. One headline. <laughs> one headline. So what just- fun would that be? That's like a voucher. A voucher. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But of course. Exactly. 
we, we, are, we are human beings. We need to be convinced and we need to have confidence. And, and confidence comes from knowledge. <laughs> and well, and, and th that's what I always say. Listen, so I do use a lot of indicators. And I said, the higher your confidence in the signal, the more you'll be able to put your emotions aside and be able to actually act on that trade. True. Because if you just have like this indicator that gets thrown at you, and let's yeah. say that you invest in it, and you make money, right? One time, and let's, uh, let's say it's a month. And then you invested it again and you lose money, but you lose money twice. And you may say, you know what? I have no confidence in it. Therefore, even though it may be a great signal system, right? It may be the best. Mm -hmm. You may just say, I'm not going to, I'm not yeah. going to abide by it. If you have high confidence in it for whatever reason, whether it's the, the basis of the history or the people running it or the development of it or whatever it is, then at least you don't have to question yourself. Exactly. And you can actually go and I hate to say this, but blindly just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go yeah, along yeah. with it. Yeah. Well, for instance, in in our in our December first letter, when we got the November signal, because of course subscribers get real time email alerts and Discord for those that, that mm -hmm. sign in. Of course, there is a monthly letter, but if something happens every day, then we will send an email. So we don't send emails often because it's long term following. But if action is needed during the month, we send an alert. Yeah. It is evident. Sure. sure. <laughs> of course. But for instance, this is an example. In the in November, we got the Dow 30 buy signal. Everyone was bearish, me myself. But then I gave explanations, even fundamentals. Okay, the glass is half empty, but there are also reasons to believe that the glass is is, is half full. Mm -hmm. And while I acknowledge because I gave the, 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 the bearish case, but I I also try to look from both angles because so it's not so crazy maybe in a signal and furthermore then it's important to remember the track record 70 percent of signals are successful so of course i got emails but not this time well we, we will know another thing within the letter in the fundamental part and i think this is very important is to dispel investment myths so there are fables myths for instance the equity risk premium uh, we heard in may and we heard now that the equity equity risk premium favors bonds over stocks because blah 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 stocks are expensive. It favors cash over stocks, for goodness sakes. Well, exactly. <laughs> That's a good, a very good point. <laughs> so, uh, with hard and fast data, we prove that it has no predictive power in our time frame. The equity risk premium may have some predictive power if your time horizon is five years, and mm -hmm. then. Okay, then, but our time horizon is one year. This is the duration of our trades. So I try to, to get our subscribers not to get influenced by things that are not pertinent to our trading strategy. Because, of course, you are trading on our indicators, and, and many institutionals trade on our indicators and private investors. And they said, okay, I'm now 100% invested because the playtime indicator is also so 100% invested. And I read that the equity risk premium is very expensive, whatever, stocks are not a good buy. Oh, maybe I should then, Mr. Blay is wrong, and maybe I should sell. So I spend also lots of time on our letters, dispelling, debunking investment myths that maybe there is a grain of truth, but they are not applicable to our time frame. And this is very important because... You have to know your time frame. It's very important. What affects your time, your time frame and what not. And this is also a great part of our, of our, of our, of the fundamental part of our letter to debunk 
uh, investment myths that are not pertinent that don't, do not apply to our trading strategy. Because of course, many investors can get misled. Right. It can be misleading. So there is a grain of truth, but it does not apply to us. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Manuel Blay from the Dow Theory. Dot com, a, a wonderful uh, newsletter and service. Uh, great deal of information that uh, he packs into his monthly, but of course, the real-time alerts are also out there. Thanks so much, so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Andrew, for having me here. It's All been right. a pleasure. A fan, a great fan. Okay, man, we'll do it soon. Thanks so much. Okay, okay. Right, bye. You're welcome. And that's going to wrap it up for this edition, uh, episode number 833 of the Disciplined Investor Podcast. Thanks for joining me this week and every week. Lots more great guests coming. We are booked solid through the next few months of just blockbuster guests with all sorts of great information. Make sure to tell your friends, your family, people you know, hey, check out The Disciplined Investor. Go over to one of the podcast sites out there, the apps and whatever, and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of them. For now, I'm going to say goodbye. I'll see you again next week. Nothing discussed in this podcast should be considered a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Past performance is no indication of future results. In addition, the information presented is not intended to be used as a sole basis of any investment decisions, nor should be construed as advice designed to meet the individual needs of any particular investor. Nothing herein constitutes legal, accounting, or tax advice, or individually tailored investment advice. Remember, investing involves substantial risk. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results, and a loss of original capital may occur. No one receiving or accessing this information should make any investment decision without first consulting his or her own personal financial advisor and conducting his or her own research and due diligence, including carefully reviewing any applicable prospectuses, press releases, reports, and other public filings of the issuer of any securities being considered. Please consider this for educational purposes only. As always, use your best judgment when investing. Horowitz & Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida, and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training. Advertisements are not related to the host or affiliates and are not considered recommendations by the host of the show or any affiliates of Horowitz & Company.